Welcome to How We Saw a Podcast, the podcast where we talk about our experiences with various topics. This week, we're talking about the Paranormal Activity franchise. I am Mike, and as always, the Toby to my Christy, the bad ending to my attack by a group of soccer moms, Aaron. What's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and we of course hope that you do, please leave us a review and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. That's where you'll find all of our episode info. So, new intro music this week. Yeah. That's temporary. I think next week we might have even new her. It's got like it's got music. like a Nintendo vibe to it. Yeah, I figured. Might as well. Yeah. I like yeah. I like chip tunes. Yeah. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? What was on your docket for sanity this week? Uh, it wasn't a super busy week. Uh, so I downloaded this new app called Letterboxd. Um, and for anybody that wants to check it out after I after I talk about it here, it's it's Letterboxd, like all one word like you would for like the movie, except there's no E at the end. It's B-O-X-D. Um, and it kind of lets you keep track of all the movies you watch you can rate them you can add you can make lists out of them which is exactly why i did it because in the off chance that we do our halloween episode and talk about everything we watched it was kind of a pain to uh like to try and keep track of everything that i had actually sat down and watched but this lets you do all that kind of crazy shit like you can do like reviews and you have like a username and like people can follow your lists and and shit like that it's fun it's kind of cool i'm actually thinking about doing like review like quick reviews for all the stuff that i watch now just to see how it goes you know um let's see uh amc fear fest is back Mm -hmm. you know that that two-week period where they give us horror movies after they shoved like nine seasons of the walking dead 24 hours a day down our throats um so they started playing them and what do they start with Halloween 2. And I'm like, oh, wow, Halloween 2. And I know they always kind of play shit out of order, so I don't think anything of it. And then I look a little closer, and it's that Halloween 2. Uh, it, it's the one. Rob Zombie one. And then I'm like, the following movie is Halloween. And I'm like, I bet it's the, I bet it's the Rob's. Sure enough, Rob Zombie one. But then what do they go to? They go to H2O, and then they go to Resurrection. Like, that's not even an order. Like, <laughs> like, those movies don't even go together, or shouldn't go together. And, and Jesus Christ, it's not even in order. Um, so while they're gearing up to make sure that I see Halloween's four, five, and six at least 25 times between now and the end of the month, um, I did actually watch Halloween five again. Like it was on, I just kind of left it on. That is the worst fucking movie I think I might have ever seen. Like I know I said six in our like worst horror films ever but i think five is like right up there with it like there's all those goofy sound effects that play when the cops walk like the cops come out of the house it's like like it sounds like it's like benny hill music it drives me nuts um and i don't understand it like it takes you out of like it's tense moment like oh there was a murderer in the house michael myers was in her house and the cops are going to come out and tell her like hey it's okay but you as the viewer know that no it's not okay you know he is a He's, of course, back in Haddonfield and things are about to go awry. But and then we've got like, you know, like stumbling out of the house like a bunch of fucking idiots. Um, But it did dawn on me last night while Halloween six was on that uh, even Paul Rudd, who is the world's favorite human being right now, 
Even Paul Rudd can't make that movie watchable. Like, he popped up on the screen, and I was like, Paul Rudd, that's great. I love Paul Rudd. And then I remembered that I was watching Halloween 6, and I just got, like, a sour look on my face. Like, I think they should recut that movie, and they should put him in somewhere in every scene. Like a Where's Waldo kind of thing. Like, where's Paul Rudd? You know, it's just like a little picture of him, like on the mirror or something, like doing something wacky. Like it's just a little, fo- like a little photo of him or something. Now, I heard that there's like a cut of that movie where it actually functions a little bit better. There is. There's a producer's cut, which is on the, the box set that I have. It comes with both versions. Why you would ever want to watch the original is beyond me. But um, <laughs> it does have a producer's cut, which is. I will say better. It's not good, but it is better. And they at least attempted to kind of make some of that, like, uh, like that, the, the, the cult of thorn or whatever it was. They tried to make that stupid mumbo jumbo make sense. Hmm. Um, but okay. So, uh, all right. So Halloween is obviously fast approaching and, uh, Mike ghost shows are back in fashion. Oh God! Like I know. I know. Good ones or bad ones? Well, it's one six of one half, six of one half dozen of the other. Um, of course, uh, I see an ad for this show that's like ghost hunts, but it's at like the homes of serial killers, like you know, like where they did their their crimes and shit. Um, and I'm like, wow, that looks really kind of interesting. Even if the ghost show itself is bullshit, like it's still at like a cool location, and 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 that's kind of neat. And then I noticed that it's the 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 ghost adventures guys. Ugh. yeah dildo baggins um <laughs> <laughs> i hate that guy he looks like axe he looks like if axe body spray was a human being <laughs> um so so if you got like that those shows like he's got like nine different fucking shows i think but um the the guys from ghost hunters are back mm. but not together they have a falling out I don't know. See, I kind of think maybe they did, but I haven't been able to find anything online saying yay or nay, but I think they might have. So I guess they wanted to bring the show back, but the studios wanted them to hire like they wanted to keep Jay and Grant like your two main guys. But then they wanted to replace everybody else. Like, So mm. they wanted like an entirely new crew. And I guess Grant said fine because he has a show by himself now with like all new people. And Jay said, hell no. So he's got a show with Steve and Tango from the original Ghost Hunters. And they're both going now. Two different networks. So they're not really competing, I guess. Um, The one with Grant is not as fun. Like, he's fun because you know him already from like another show and he's got a personality, uh, but none of the other people on that show have one. Uh, so it makes it kind of difficult to watch the one with the one with uh, the one with Jay and Steve and Tango. It feels just like another ghost hunters show. Really? Mm. Like it just feels like, Oh, this is where go the ghost hunters took a hiatus and then they came back. Like, so the cases are still kind of fun. Um, and it looks like in this one, maybe they're helping out like other paranormal teams oh. or something like they don't even have the taps team anymore. Remember that like original team, like that's right. not even a thing anymore. So that that's a kind of what also makes me think maybe they had some kind of falling out. So and then there's one show called The Holzer Files, which I didn't know anything about it at any in any way, shape or form. Uh, but Jen programmed it on the, the DVR and uh, it's uh, oh, 
fuck is it hans holzer i want to say i feel like i'm making that up because it sounds like really german or something yeah exactly (laughs) um he was an investigator in like the 60s and the 70s i guess or maybe the 50s and the 60s i'm never clear on that uh so it's them going back like this whole other crew of people going back and like revisiting his old cases so it's kind of fun to watch because it has like a historical like they tell you about like what was there like you know everything that was there prior and like they they like the old case they talk about all that shit and uh i don't know they're entertaining like i can't I can't get into the ones with the the fucking ghost adventures guy where they like scream at the like the empty room like talk to me empty room like you know they get all fucking they get all Come fucking me, right they get all juiced up and then they swole up on the fucking ghost um it just looks goofy uh the ghost hunters guys are at least entertaining because they're kind of fun about it but yeah uh so I, yeah i don't i don't dig the bro ghost hunter show but uh i hate how on amazon prime when i'm looking for a horror movie all those ghost adventure yes, yes. things are mixed in. Yep. You're like, oh, what's that? And then you like you click on it and you saw see the description. You get mad. You feel like they tried to fucking pull one on you. <laughs> like they tried to suck you. Like, I'm not watching this guy, you jerks. <laughs> but anyway, uh yeah, so ghost hunters shows are back, and I get I uh I get a kick out of that shit. But uh that's what kept me sane, man. What kept you sane? Well, I did a dumb thing. And reinstalled a game called Factorio. And it's another one of those mindless incremental games where each day you make a little more progress. And the whole goal is to start from like nothing and on an alien, hostile alien world and make enough industry to launch a rocket and escape. Okay. So it's it's, uh, very addicting. Right. Have you been using it to uh, like split in between? Uh, fuck, what was the name of that RPG you got that you were playing? Stardew Valley. That's it, Stardew Valley. Have you been using it to kind of offset Stardew Valley? Yeah, I mean, one addiction. Yeah, trade one for another. another. Yeah. It's like they shake hands and pass it off like a fucking race. It's <laughs> pretty much what it is. <laughs> Other than that, I haven't really done anything. Because it's been a short time since we last recorded. Yeah. And yeah, I feel I like a I... lot of that time watching the paranormal activity movies to prep right. for this. And yeah, that's exactly. not kept me sane at all. <laughs> I did. I binged the hell out of them, dude. Like we watched, like you know, the, we 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 did the first one. We said like, okay, this is going to be our like you know our horror movie. We try to do like one horror movie a day or whatever, you know we both watch it and we were like all right we've you know we, we were gonna watch that one first is does this count as the segue into the was that no, the segue? because i have a surprise for you oh well shit i'm not saying anything more then Hot take. Hot take. 20 years ago oh boy. this week or last week a movie came out called fight club <laughs> now I think a lot of society views that movie for the fans of it. Yeah. And the miss how they missed the message of the movie. And I think we both got hit by that pretty hard with our group of friends. Yeah, we did. So 
do you think that movie still has a message in today's post, I would say post 9-11 world? Because it came out in a time where like, what the big three in that year were the Matrix, Fight Club, and American Beauty. And those were all in the same year? Yeah, and they all had the same kind of message about society. So, I think the movie still holds up. It's a, still a good movie. Yeah. Despite what it's been co-opted and stolen for the incels yeah. and red pillars. I I think it I think it's I haven't watched it in a while and and full disclosure and Mike can attest to this. The reason that I probably have not watched it in a while is because there was a point in time where I don't know if I watched it every day, but it was damn close. Uh I really, really, really liked that movie. Now, I didn't get sucked into it like you're thinking, like, oh, God, Aaron was a fucking incel in his 20s and, you know, uh, you know, looking to beat up people in a dirty, dirty basement. No, I wasn't looking to beat up people in a dirty basement. Uh, the thing that <laughs> um, the thing the thing that that struck me the most about that movie was what it said about um, kind of like that consumerism. um mindless drone at your job kind of mentality which i didn't work in an office but i definitely worked in a mindless drone form of 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 employment and uh it was it was hard to not take that message and 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 you know tell myself like okay i'm not my job like Mm. you know things like that like do i think it's lessened a little bit over the years because of what it's been and who it's been co-opted by. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, I think when idiots like that attach themselves to anything, it just lessens anything good that could have possibly come from it. Um, And I feel like maybe it's funny that you saying that it's like 20 years either this week or last week. Um, like I feel, like I was thinking to myself the other day that that this the new Joker movie feels like this generation's Fight Club, mm. like like where it has a message, but the idiots are going to glom onto it and they're going to get the wrong message out of it, and then the actual message of the film, whatever it is, I haven't seen it yet, is going to be completely lost because you're going to see like you know guys wearing t-shirts and you know can paint in their faces. Like, you know, how many jokers are you going to see on Halloween this year that are going to like, you know, be all like juiced up bros drinking white claw, you know, when you introduce me, call me joker, right? They go, tell them I'm joker. No, you are a fucking joker. That's for sure. Um, I, I think it's that it, this makes me kind of want to go back and watch it again. Like the movie was, was kind of like, cast wise it was like perfect for me like i'm a really big ed norton fan and i'm a really big brad pitt fan and at the time like that kind of like i hadn't read the book uh i knew it was a book but that was about as far as i'd gotten um and there was really nothing else around that time that i like you said there were other movies that had similar messages but damn if this one didn't hit it a little harder no pun intended um you know like american beauty talked about you know the 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 how you end up hating your life because you live in the fucking suburbs and and nothing is the way you want it to be or how you thought it was going to be um but it's also you know in 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 retrospect watching it back like there's some creepiness to that movie 
Oh, there's there's some super inappropriate shit in that movie that that would never fly if that movie was going to get made today ever and then of course add to it what we know about kevin spacey now um so it just makes it worse doesn't it like oh, yeah. like you watch it now and you're like fuck like were they even would they just film him like just let him go like <laughs> that wasn't it, production boys right Right, yeah. Chris Thor Birch, or no, not Thor Birch, the other one. Uh, Mina Suvari. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I will always have a soft spot for Fight Club. Um, I don't think it's as deep as everybody made it out to be. Uh, but I don't think that's the movie's fault. Like, and I don't think Chuck Palahniuk. You say, yeah. His good, last name. good luck. I have no idea how to pronounce that. <laughs> meant it that way either no. or david fincher you know yeah that wasn't the message they were going for so much as it was another one of those things where um the critics kind of saddled the movie with something that it didn't need to be saddled with mm-hmm. you know like everybody talked about this deep and powerful underlying message which don't get me wrong like there's a message in the movie if if you look for it but I wouldn't call it deep. Like it's, you know, like if you're digging into fight club to like, and starting to talk about like all the subtle nuances of this seed, like, Oh, look, look at the way he, you know, he throws the fucking bench at the non-breakable glass or when he shoots here, like, shut up, just, just watch the fucking movie and enjoy it um, for what it is. And then take from it, whatever you, you glean from it. And then incels get a hold of it and they ruin goddamn everything, right? Like it's a million fucking Tyler Durden's running around like, oh, Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden. Fuck. God damn it. Yeah, it's uh, definitely one of those forefathers to the toxic masculinity type mm-hmm. enabling and yeah. for them to think it's all right. And I think the the book and the like I read the book eventually, like long after I had seen the movie, and and I think that that was kind of what they were poking. They were thumbing their fucking nose at it in that, like the the you weren't supposed to look up to him. Like then, he was he was saying that consumerism is bad, and don't be you know all encompassed by your job and have more to you than that. But at the same time, like we're also doing that like gross toxic masculinity stuff that you're not supposed to mimic either. <laughs> Yeah, toxic masculinity, you could almost say, was the final act of the movie's franchise we're going to talk about. Because that was the overall, she sold out her family to raise a demon. Yeah. And the demon took on a male form. So it's all because of a man. It always comes back around to us, doesn't it? It always segues to the topic of the week. It did. You did it. You did it. You segue. <laughs> I feel like I still thought we had segued earlier, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. All right. So earlier was the better segue, but this was. one this one was pretty <laughs> All right. So forgive us for the second segue and just imagine the first one. Just be like, that one was good. I'm gonna put that here. So there it was. First segue and action all right so we're talking about the paranormal activity franchise i would imagine that uh for every two or three people listening right now if there are that many um that say like oh i like that movie there's probably double that amount that it rolled their eyes and went like fuck that movie um <laughs> it seems like one of those things that people are pretty uh 
pretty hot and cold on. But uh, I, I get it. Like found footage is it's tough. Not everybody likes found footage. Um, the one thing I will say about this franchise, or at least the first movie anyway, um, before I inevitably forget to say it later on, um, is that whereas Blair Witch, and I'm putting this in quotes, kind of invented the found footage genre, um, paranormal activity kind of revolutionized it a little bit like they mm. were the next they were the next evolution like the next step because it went from being like a constant handheld camera to now you had like stationary pieces and as the franchise went on they added more and more kind of little tweaks to the to the genre but sticking with the first one for right now all right so um mike what movie did the what what year did it come out did you write it down uh, oh, <laughs> oh, let me check. 2007, sorry. All right, so 2007. All right, so in 2007, when it came out in the theater, uh, it got billed as, like, the scariest film ever. I, I distinctly remember seeing trailers for it and them saying, uh, this is the scariest film ever. And I and my wife were completely on board with that notion because about a year or so prior to that... Um, before before streaming shit on the internet was even really like a thing like you don't get me wrong you could bootleg stuff at this point but it was a little harder to get your hands on certain things uh we got a hold of a screener copy of a movie that someone told us was one of the most frightening things they'd ever seen uh and that they were going to make us a copy of it, but we couldn't show it to anybody else because it was watermarked with a name and the person would get in a lot of trouble if they'd known that we had a copy. Um, so we we sat down and we threw on this movie called Paranormal Activity and we we watched the whole thing and it scared the fucking hell out of me. <laughs> um and some people would probably say, why? What was it about it that scared you? There was nothing in it that was scary. It was the lack of things in that movie that scared me. Because you would be staring at the screen, like at the, you know, the bedtime scenes at night. In the beginning, you're staring at that door down that hallway. You're waiting for something to happen. The whole time, you're just, you don't know what to focus on because it could happen anywhere. Something is bound to happen. And then all of a sudden, the door moves, you know, after like, you know, after watching for a couple nighttime such like, you know, scenes and not seeing anything when that door moved, it scared the hell out of me. Like you get that chill, like, Oh fuck, what are we going to see next? And I actually really, really appreciated the fact that you never saw the demon. Hmm. Like they never bothered trying to make you see the damn thing. So you were just kind of completely wrapped up in, your own imagination as to far as to what this fucking thing even looked like. Um, all I'll say is about the screener copy, as far as like differences between the version that I saw and the version that people saw when they went to see it in the theater is that the ending is different. Mm. Um, in the, in the screener copy, the original ending is uh, Katie gets up. She goes downstairs at night, just like in the, the one you saw in the theater. Uh, she screams. Mika gets up, goes running downstairs. You hear Mika get fucking murdered or whatever. Um, now, in the in the theatrical version, Mika gets tossed into the camera, you know, through the doorway. 
and then Katie crawls in and she has like a demon face and she she kind of lunges up at the at the camera a little bit. Mm -hmm. In the original, uh, you hear Mika get killed and then you hear this very, very heavy footsteps, like almost like like the, you would hear like the demon walking up the stairs. Um, and at the top of the stairs, when when it comes into focus, it's just Katie. So she's walking with the same kind of heavy footed hit as the demon insinuating that she's been kind of fully possessed at this point. She sits down on the floor holding the knife that, that she killed Mika with, and she just rocks back and forth. And now for the next two or three minutes, um, it, it does that kind of fast pace forwarding mm -hmm. where, you know, the time of day changes and everything like that. And you hear people, um, you hear her friend call the house and leave a message uh, later on uh as the, the the lights go down there's no there's you know the place is dark you hear somebody knock on the door they open in it's the friend she asked calling for katie she's looking through the house whatever uh she gets into the kitchen where mika is she freaks the fuck out and runs out and then it fast forwards again a little bit farther and then you hear the cops come in the cops are coming in there they're you know calling for whoever they go up the stairs they see Katie sitting on the floor. They tell her, like, you know, ma'am, are you okay? Whatever. She stands up, still holding the knife, and she starts walking towards them, and then they shoot her. Mm -hmm. um, so in the original ending, nobody nobody survives. Um, sure. Oh, fuck, I actually forgot. As the cops are coming, getting ready to come up the stairs, uh, you hear the heavy-footed again, and it's running down the hall or moving down the hallway, and then you see that... Uh, the closet light turn on and the demon goes back up into the attic. So it left Katie at the end. So when she stands up to go to the cop, she's not possessed anymore. She doesn't have any idea what's going on. Hmm. She's calling for Mika and asking like what's going on, but she's coming towards these cops with a knife and then they shoot her. So that's the original ending. And it pretty much just fucking ends right there. Like it just cut. That's it. That's the end. Um, and obviously in the, in the theatrical one, they left it open for, for sequels. Um, right. they, they wanted to make a franchise out of it. Cause yeah, then yeah. the other ending where she comes back after killing Mika and slits her throat. Yes, that's right. That's right. There is another one with that. I forgot about that. I didn't mind that ending either. I thought that ending was all right. I think I don't, it, it just probably that ending was probably a little bit better than the police shooting her. Because I think the the original ending kind of makes it it was a demon, but the studio ending where she slits her throat makes it you question her. Yeah, what was versus... it? Was it? Did she just go nuts and commit suicide? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so when it was finally coming out in the theater, I was telling all these people like, "Look, I saw this movie like six eight months ago. It's really fucking good. You got to go see it." And they were going, and man, there were there people that just hated me for suggesting that fucking movie. Like, what was that? That was the dumbest thing. And I was like, what the fuck is the difference? Like, I, I, I couldn't understand, like, what the, what the difference would be between the version I saw and the version that they saw. So we went. I paid to see it again. I paid to see well, I didn't pay to see it the first time, I guess. Um, so I finally paid for it, and I saw it in the theater. Um, and they had, they had legitimately changed things. Like, they had changed some sounds. Um, they had changed... Oh God, what the fuck was, uh, the whole thing with Mika finding his picture with the claws on it. That's not in the original. Like they added that in. Um, I'm trying to think like it was mostly just noise and sound effects. And then obviously the ending, um, however, fun, fun little note to that. 
is that uh, when that movie, because it made so much fucking money and cost nothing to make, um, the, uh, the, the makers of the film uh, would allow you to sign up online uh, for supporting the movie. If you like, you gave them a code off your ticket stub or some shit. I don't even remember something like that. <laughs> um, you could sign up and they would put you in the credits on the DVD because the film had no credits originally. Like it just went to, it faded to black and that was it. Um, so on the DVD, there's this lightning fast wall of text that comes up at the very end. I am in that. Nice. I, I freeze framed it one time and like went like screen by screen until I found my name. So I, I am in the credits for, for paranormal activity one <laughs> somewhere. Um, good luck having a, pause button thumb fast enough to catch it um but it's cool anyway uh so what's what's your what's your experience with the movie oh i got i got a hold of the a bootleg like shortly after released and mm. it, it had the cop ending mm. so i thought that's how it ended too and of course i had been watching it at 3 a.m yeah, and that restarted my uh, fear of the dark, as I mentioned in the <laughs> Yep, yep. It, it's really just kind of like like I like you said, like the like the subtle noises of like the door creaking, or even just like seeing like some light move out of the corner of your eye or something like that. After watching that movie, it would scare the hell out of me. Like I didn't even <laughs> want to look down the hallway. Like, like I'm thinking, like, do I need powder? And like, I have an attic that looks eerily similar to that. You know, uh, yeah, it scared the piss out of me. All right. So then we got to talk about some of the, like, obviously the, the, the cast is small. Uh, you've got Katie, your, 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 your main girl there, um, who is the, the foil of the demon. Uh, and then you have her, her, her boyfriend, Mika, uh, who, Every time I watch it, I realize more and more what a horrible, horrible boyfriend he was. <laughs> just yeah. a ho- just a horrible human being. Yeah, the freaking Ouija board. She told the him fucking not Ouija to. Board. Like, please don't do it. And it, he could have burned his own damn house down. Like, he's like, okay, I won't do it. I'm covered. Like, he's even saying it to her, like, over the, like, I'm covered. And he's, like, setting the damn thing up. Or, or the fact that he tries to get her out of her clothes within the first five minutes of that movie. Five minutes! Five! That's not even enough to, like, warm me up to any of the characters. Like, I don't even know who you are yet. I've heard you say maybe, like, I don't know, two minutes worth of dialogue, probably, if I've watched five minutes of the movie. Uh, and he's already like, hey, how about you come over here and take your clothes off? And so I'm like, really, dude? Like, this is my first impression of you. And maybe that's what they wanted, that you're really not at all supposed to like Mika in any way because he's just a fucking dick like he's just he's the worst boyfriend ever uh he he was at a he was at a convention a few years ago uh i've never seen her at one just him uh he was at the convention and his table was fucking empty like there were people around him that that would have like you know people coming to see him nobody was coming to see mika I know I felt kind of bad and I think maybe part of it is because the movie was presented as this is Katie and this is Mika and that's their names in real life that's Katie 
and that's Mika. So when you do that, it's kind of hard to differentiate between Mika the actor, who maybe isn't a terrible guy, and Mika the char- and Mika the character, who's a heartless prick. Like, yeah, why don't you go upstairs with your boyfriend? Like, come on, man! Like, oh, yeah, that you, have, you have you have absolutely gotten yourself a girlfriend that is completely out of your league, and you're gonna blame her for bringing the demon into the house, like. Like after she asked him repeatedly in the beginning not to do anything, and that dumb, useless psychic that came over, he is the worst character in that whole movie. He does nothing. He is only there to basically say, like, hey audience, it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a demon. <laughs> and then and then he just leaves. And then he comes back at the end, he's like, uh like he walks in, he walks in and he says, I can't help you, and he leaves. Like, why are you even here? Why did you cut the good ending and leave this guy's three seconds of useless dialogue in? I don't even understand. Like they could have just said, like, uh, I called him and he can't come. All right, that would have been fine. Um but even after that useless guy told, tells Mika not to get confrontational with the uh, with the spirit or whatever it is, because they don't even know at that point. Mika's like, okay, whoa. And then he go like, as soon as that guy leaves, he's like, hey, fuck you, demon. Basically, like, you know, he's just a just a dick, just a dick. And that like that toxic male bullshit he does when like you're my girlfriend, this is my house, I'm gonna protect you. Thinking like, oh god, just <laughs> tell him now, just let him go, like. Just let him fucking go. Um, all right, so that was ranting on Paranormal Activity one. I really like, like, I, I know it doesn't sound like I like that movie, but I really do. Uh, it's just Mika. That's a giant pain right. in the dick, right? He's like, he's just the worst. Um, all right, so then, obviously, of course, you know, as franchise <laughs> do, uh, they gave us Paranormal Activity too, and I will be the first to admit that when they announced this movie. I was both excited and wildly skeptical mm. as to what they were going to do. Um, the premise of this one is uh, Katie's sister, which is only mentioned briefly in the original, I believe. Uh, it takes place at her house with her. Oh, God. See if I could get this right. Is it her? Is it the stepdad to the daughter? No, Christie's the stepmom. Okay. 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 So it's, it's her, her, her husband and his, his child, um, and the baby, uh, save the baby. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, there's, there's your premise. There's your setup. And I guess timeline wise, which this didn't dawn on me until we were watching it over the weekend. This runs, this is before. Yeah. Well, not it well, starts before right. it starts before and then catches up and runs concurrent because yeah. the ending is obviously. Do we have to say spoiler alert on this stuff? Yeah. Like, I feel like this franchise has been out for a really long time. Yeah, I right. can't really yeah. talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, the, what kind of what kind of scintillating dialogue am I going to get into on these? Um, so it's the same basic. Uh, it's the same basic movie, except now instead of having the handheld camera which they show uh the 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 husband showing to mika so there's where you tie in and he's like why mika's so obsessed with the camera in the first movie um this one actually has uh the 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 dad puts a security system in the house so now you've got not only just one screen to watch you've got four 
Mm. Uh, which for me kind of added a little bit to the tension of the movie because now I don't know where to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the second one as skeptical as I was. I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't break any new ground. Like it furthers the, it doesn't further it, but it kind of fleshes out the story from the first one. Um, the characters are, 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 are nice. Like Katie's sister, was perfectly fine in the movie. However, uh, like the kid is fine, obviously, and then the baby is a baby. Like, what, what's a baby gonna do? Like, does that baby annoy you? Why by doing nothing? Like, it's it's a baby. Um, the uh, the husband is worse than Mika. Yeah, <laughs> like he is an asshole. Like he he's he's basically like two steps away from being like an abusive husband at all times like there's like a there's like there's like a shining level of descent like in the beginning you're like oh he's kind of nice what a decent dude and then like at around like the 45 minutes left in the film mark you're like well he's gonna kill one of them like he's gonna stab somebody in in that basement and uh like he's yelling at him telling him they're telling him they're, they're they're fools and that nothing's going on like i don't understand how you can be in the house and say that absolutely nothing is going on when there's a scene where literally every cabinet and drawer just fucking opens up and shit just goes everywhere. Like, and, 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 and like I said, there's a security system, <laughs> like how much denial do you need to be in where you're looking at security's footage of that and just being like, that's bullshit. You kids are faking that shit. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get, I don't. And we, I asked Jen, I don't think we saw this. I don't think we saw anything after the first one in the theater mm. i think after that we bought them on blu-ray because i didn't oh that that's why i think i didn't enjoy seeing the first one with an audience Ooh, yeah well because if you're trying to listen to like you know creepy sounds and shit that might going be going on i don't need some teenager nine rows up going like that's, that's boring or his fucking phone goes off or something like you know it's the little things that just kind of get me irritated i guess <laughs> what uh like i'm assuming you didn't did you see the second one in the theater or no 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 like did what was your take on it at first did you like it right away were you kind of like eh? i didn't like it the first time but I, I liked it a lot better this time and i think it should have been the ending to the franchise you know i do too i, think I do too wrapped up that story or at least the ending of the katie christie story you know yes it needs the yeah. extra 17 movies or so yeah yeah which uh settle in folks here we go <laughs> it ended with that it would have been pretty good yeah yeah i think it would have been a nice way to cap off like you don't always need a trilogy i think i think it's time that hollywood accept that you don't always need a trilogy <laughs> sometimes you can do it in two you could have done it in one if you kept that original ending but doing it in two was fine like i said you know like katie's sister and 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 her story was was just as interesting as as katie's in the first one mm. but what do you do when you're not sure what else to do you make paranormal activity three and you make it a prequel mm. now this one i was i was very skeptical on because i was like well, all right so it's going to be katie and christy when they're kids how are we going to do this um I felt that maybe they they forced some like you know plot plot element in there uh, that didn't need to be in. Like they were like, oh well, uh, we're gonna get around the camera thing by uh, oh the boyfriend is a video editor. 
So he's got all this camera equipment anyway. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, that certainly is convenient. <laughs> um, but anyway, it takes uh, this one. This one focuses around uh, Katie and Christy, who are uh, young. I don't know how old they are. They're young. Um, very young. Uh, their mom, who I'm like, the way they're making it sound is like recently divorced or something like that. And her mother's boyfriend. Now, here's the thing that I thought was actually really funny about Paranormal Activity 3. Uh, now, in the, now, in the first movie, Mika, Mika tries to get Katie to, to get frisky on camera right away. And she's like, nope. <laughs> um, in the second one, it's, it's, it's Christy's idea. Hmm. That, 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 that the husband kind of hop in the bathtub with her, which they don't film, the camera turns off, whatever. Uh, and in this one, the, the mom is also like, hey, bring that camera over here and, and set it up. So this just shows that, that, that Mika probably has like no game <laughs> is basically what it boils down to. Because I feel like if the mom and the sister were okay with it, had Mika not been Mika, Katie probably would have been like, all right. <laughs> um, so in this one, obviously, since it takes place in the 80s, uh, your technology is like real big and clunky. Uh, so my concern was like, who's going to lug a 900 pound camera on their back through this whole movie? How are they going to do it? Uh, and so they did a lot of like, there was some handheld, but it was a lot of stationary shots, like tripod type shots, but he rigs up an oscillating fan without the fan on it. And he attaches the camera so that when he sets it up, it basically like pans the room constantly mm. you get some really effective scares because of that like when the babysitter is sitting at the table and it pans away from her and there's nothing there and as it pans back behind her is is what you would assume to be a child under a sheet pretending to be a ghost and then it just drops to nothing like it's a really effective shot because you know at some point it's gonna pan back and you're gonna see something and that's a great thing about those movies is that they don't constantly give you the scare. Like in, for the most part in, in the earlier ones, they make you wait. And I always kind of appreciated the fact that they make you wait a little bit before they give you the scare. Like it, it whets your appetite. Like you want it a little bit more. And then when you don't get it, you just, you need that fucking, you need that fucking jolt. Um, I like the third one. Okay. I don't want to say I love it. I don't hate it. Um, but at this point, like the, the franchise has started to get a little, little thin for me. Like, like I will agree with you that two would have been perfect to end it. Three should have been it. Hmm. Like, I think unless you were going to make another set of movies in the same universe, just that involved different characters. Right. Like, what did you think of three? Like, especially since you binge watched it, you binged them over the weekend too. Like, what did you, what did you think? It definitely was, you could see the decline. I think as they got more lore heavy, it started mm -hmm. to be less interesting. Like it doesn't, a lot of this stuff is better unexplained. Yes. Than having this deep backstory about it. Then it just becomes another horror movie. It's not, Yeah. it's no longer a, ooh, this could be like a documentary channel or something. Yeah. And by this time, by the time you get to the third one, they've already established the demon, obviously, in the first one, and they've cemented it a bit more in the second one. But in the second one, I believe they've also... No, in the third one is where they introduce the idea that it's like 
witches. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it was mentioned in passing in the second one, but don't hold me to that. Uh, but in the third one is where you, and you actually see them for the first time. Like at the very end of the movie, like they're kind of getting like boxed into this house by these, by these old women. Um, and, and don't worry, there's more to come with that. And it's, and it's Mike's favorite ending of a horror movie ever. Um, all right. So, uh, we're moving forward to paranormal activity Four. as you can tell, the farther we get along, the less and less we have to say about this movie. <laughs> um, Paranormal Activity 4. The only fun facts I know for this movie is that the two parents in that movie were were married in real life and the father died before the movie came out. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of sad. Uh, especially after I found out that they were like a couple in real life because you were like, well, you know, that's kind of sad. Like she's got to go to the premiere and watch like without her husband because he died before the movie and she's got to watch him on the screen. Well, and also Frank Ruckler, Welker was the voice of Toby. Frank Welker. Really? Also known as Fred Jones from Scooby-Doo. No, no kidding. Nibbler on Futurama. I didn't know that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Paranormal Activity 4. What can I say about it? It's the first one I don't own. Um, uh, I liked when they did the uh, the, the thing with the, the Xbox. Uh, that fucking piece of equipment that I'd no longer connect. That's it. Yeah. Uh, with the kind of reverse so that you could see the dots with the laser grid and like, you know, the kid is sitting on the couch and you can see the, the, the thing kind of forming in the dots mm. sitting beside him. I thought that was cool. Uh, I, I, I like the, I like the scene where it takes the knife and it sticks it into the fucking ceiling. And then later on it drops straight down into the board. Like I, for some reason, I just thought that was interesting. Um, that guy, the guy that played the uh, the guy that played the father in this one, like he was seemed like the nicest dude in the movie. I'm talking about like the character itself. <clears throat> like he's got he's got his daughter and then he's got her kind of like emo boyfriend that just kind of comes and goes as he pleases. He's never once nasty to the kid, which is better than I would have been. Um, uh, and then. All right. So you've got his kid. Uh, who who they will eventually name Hunter uh, because Katie's back, y'all. And she's living next door in a house that doesn't even have furniture in it, really. It's just like a fucking shell of a house uh, with this other little weird-looking boy that shows up named... Uh, what's his name again? Robbie? Is it, yeah, that's it. Robbie. Robbie. All right. So Robbie shows up, and I mean, like, completely all of a sudden. Like, they are using the camera at night, and they were going up into, like, uh one of those when you have like a little play set with a kid and they go up in the slide there's that little like hut that they can sit in and hang out in so they're climbing up she's showing her boyfriend this you know like wink wink whatever um they go up there and there's this weirdo looking kid named robbie just sitting there and they're like whoa who the fuck are you uh so then this kid just doesn't ever fucking leave. Like all of a sudden they're just completely okay with this weird kid from somewhere next door, uh, hanging out at their house all the time. And he doesn't fucking talk. Like he's just, he just fucking stares at people and they keep catching him on screen, like watching people sleep and like stuff. Like I would have kicked him out. Like, I know he's only like seven or six or I don't even know if he was that old. I'd have just been like, go home boy. Um, but they say in the movie, like, oh, his mother works like really weird hours or something. So like, we're trying to help out. Sick. Like, 
yeah, sick or something like, like how nice of a, like, I like to think that I'm a pretty nice guy. <laughs> uh, I am not that nice. I'm absolutely not that nice. Um, and I feel bad blaming it on the fact that the kid is very intense looking um, because I'm sure he's grown out of it at this point and he's probably a wonderful person. I don't know. Um, but he got hired because he made a room full of executives uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think it's time that we all fucking admitted it. You don't look at that kid and say like, well, look how cute he is. That's why he got the job. No, he got that job because there was a boardroom with five people on one side of it. And then when that kid left, the two people on either end looked at each other and just shivered. <laughs> That's why that kid got that gig, because he was unsettling. Uh, this one goes in like way more with the uh, with the, 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 the witch lore. But, so you've got Robbie basically telling Hunter, whose name isn't Hunter at the beginning, that his name is Hunter and that he's... He's Katie's, there's Katie's son and that he's got to come with her. And I'm thinking like, well, where the fuck did he go between two and four? Like he was with you. Where did he go? Like, how did he end up getting adopted by, I don't understand any of this shit. Um, like it kind of started to get into like Terminator territory with that, the, like the timeline that you can't fucking follow anymore. Um, but this one. And I'm going to let you do the honors. Uh, this one this one ends with, like, as I said, is is Mike's absolute favorite ending of a horror movie ever. And that is Mike. <laughs> so the girl escapes. Her name's Alex. Yeah. She's escaping from Katie, who's trying to kill her after killing her father. And she jumps down through a window. And, you know, what's going to be the most scary thing you can see in a movie about demons and stuff? Yep. The camera pans over and we see dozens and dozens of soccer moms running. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, when it came up, I was like, here we go. It's the soccer mom ending. I, that's what I refer to it now as this is a soccer mom ending. <laughs> like, and, he, and, he, and, and, you know, if you haven't seen it, Mike's, Mike has described it perfectly. Like it pans over quick. And there's like a wall of, I'll say, like, what, 45, 30 30 35 40 women standing there yeah. all just like and they just lunge forward at the same time um it's it's the but goofiest it's, it's, ending they're not really like wearing witches outfits or cloaks or no no it was like they Casey came from Pennings. soccer practice yeah yeah <laughs> yep they're wearing comfy clothes and i i bet you if i go back and watch one of them's holding the starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, so that's paranormal activity for it. Like I said, like the farther they get on, the less we got to say. Uh, paranormal activity five, or known more appropriately as paranormal, the marked ones. Uh, this one takes place still in California. The thing I like, I actually here's 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 my thoughts on this movie before we dive into it. I really liked this movie up until the last ten minutes. Everything good they did in the first hour and 20, let's say, they undid in the last 10. And I will get we'll we'll get to that at you know at the end, obviously. Um this one takes place not in the suburbs anymore. Like it is not white people problems for paranormal activity anymore. Um this takes place in an apartment complex in a Latino community. And there is a woman that like it takes starts with a graduation. And there's a big party and everybody's, you know, having a good time. And the guy kid gets a camera and he's filming around. Um, 
it's it's already it's already like completely different to watch. Like there's there's a certain bit more liveliness to it um, that that's really not there in the the, the suburban prequels, so to speak. Um, there is a woman that lives in their apartment complex that they believe is a witch and they spy on her through like the wall with the camera and they see her making these like rune marks on a, on a naked woman. And the two teenage boys are like, Oh shit, you know, like, and then shit gets weird and they freak the fuck out. Um, and then the, the, the witch gets murdered and they, uh, they decide to sneak into her house and they find all this like weirdo creepy shit. Um, and this, they find like pictures of the, the the kid that graduated your 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 main character, and uh, he starts kind of developing like I don't want to say like odd powers, but uh, through the use of a uh, a Simon machine. I hope everybody knows what that is because I don't accurately know how to describe it any other way than a fucking Simon machine. They use it in essence like you would a Ouija board with like yes or no questions, so it would like beep green for yes and and red for no. <clears throat> so they've been talking to this thing and it's kind of hanging around the kid and they can tell it's there and they get into some trouble and the kid goes to swing at one of the guys it's that that's trying to like steal his friend's backpack and he sends him like sailing across the fucking screen uh and they 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 fucking beat it out of there as fast as they can um and shit starts to get like he starts to get more and more kind of powerful with it and it's starting to kind of take hold of him a little bit and make him not who he not who he used to be, like a possession sort of aspect. Um, and they find in this woman's apartment that they keep sneaking into with girls, mind you. <laughs> right? Like they like where where's the best place as a teen if you were a teenager, where would be the best place to take some girls to uh to have a little fun? I know. I know the perfect spot. The house where an old lady got fucking murdered. I can't think of a better place in the world. It certainly would put me in the mood. Um, so they find in this apartment, like an underground kind of, it's a, it's a basement basically. But uh, uh, is it like time vortex? Like this is where it gets weird for me. And I have a problem kind of figuring out where the where the movies are going is it time travel or is it like wormholey like interdimensional shit i think it's time travel maybe okay <laughs> um that works for me uh so so like i said i love the first hour and 20 and i do i really do i thought it was a fantastic movie and i was very excited i was like whoa this is so much better than I found four to be. I'm really happy that they, they made this movie. And then uh, the, your main character, he goes down into the basement and he goes through some kind of a wormhole, time travel, whatever. And this is what ends up happening. Now you'll remember in the first movie that Katie goes downstairs and she screams and yells for Mika. He comes downstairs and gets murdered mm. now paranormal activity five would lead me to believe that the reason she screamed like that is because she went downstairs and she saw our main character from paranormal activity the marked ones come through some kind of dimensional rift in her fucking house that's what she was screaming about a character that didn't even exist in the first movie well, she was screaming because she's so, deeply racist and 
afraid of right like i guess so uh and then they and then they show you her stabbing mika they show it so so you don't even get the 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 the, you know was it her was it the demon what was it like now they've shown you um so they completely undid everything that they did in the first movie as far as that ending goes And it's not even done by the same director. So it's like somebody else came in and was like, I'm going to poop on this. You know what I'm going to do? I got an idea. Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> so I I would honestly recommend watching the marked ones. Uh, if you've like kind of given up on those later movies, like watching them, watch the marked ones and then uh, lower your expectations farther than you've ever lowered them before. Like just just drop that shit right through the floor because the ending is going to kind of ruin it for you. Um, now, there is a break in time between f- the Marked Ones and Paranormal Activity 6, otherwise known as the Ghost Dimension. Now, in a found footage movie that has always had the same kind of basic premise where you, you know, the, the, the subtleties of shit going on behind you, you know, when people aren't getting knocked across the screen or whatever. Um, they, they, they do the most logical thing that you would do in a franchise like that with six and say, this time we're going to show you the ghosts. Mm. We're going to show you the demons. And you actually go at, at one point into the, the ghost dimension. Now, I didn't watch this movie. Um, it used to, I've, I've seen it, obviously. Uh, I didn't watch it again because they had it on Pluto TV. Here's my Pluto <laughs> plug. Um, <laughs> they had it on Pluto TV because there was a point in time where they were running four, five, and six on a loop, pretty much. Like at what at some point in time during the day, you could turn on the horror channel and you were gonna get one of those three movies. <laughs> uh so I assumed, well, shit, I don't own it, but Pluto's got it. So I'll just go watch it in their free sec. They don't have it. <laughs> nope, they didn't have it. They had the marked ones. That was the only one they had, and they had gotten rid of four and six so they've they've they've, i i almost want to thank them for not making me have to watch six again um so you watched it yes Mm -hmm. okay then i'm gonna take a step back and i'm gonna let you tell the people why this movie is bad (laughs) (laughs) oh where to start or maybe you liked it i don't even know no it was it was more confusing than anything okay yeah is it felt it kind of was like the previous movie and uh, yeah. you're exploring and trying to figure out what's going on and it's all interconnected through it and then just they more time travel in it and then it ends with the demon getting human form in mm-hmm. 92 which was the, when the third one took place Yes. So. Yeah. It's just not. It's 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 so unmemorable. Mm-hmm. I I remember certain scenes, like I remember the little girl crawling through the hole in the wall, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. I remember a Christmas tree falling over. I think at some point, uh, but that's it. I don't remember anything else. Like in the weird, like best friend that they call like Uncle So and So. But that's it. I don't remember it being like good. It left no impression on me whatsoever. It was just like I don't ever need to watch this movie again. 
No, it was very unforgettable. I'm having a hard time. I just watched it Saturday, and I'm having a very hard time. Right, and you're drawing a blank. You're like, I don't remember any of this shit. <laughs> I just remember the ending. You know, it's... you know what I remember most about Paranormal Activity 6? They should have stopped at Paranormal Activity 3. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is technically a sequel to 3. Oh, yeah, that's right. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now so I've it's... heard I've heard rumors of a reboot. Already, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to figure the 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 first one's about that's yeah about a, probably approaching ten years or over ten years. Mm. That's more than enough time for Hollywood to want to shake the dust off of it and squeeze that thing for as much more blood as they can. I just, I hope if they do decide to do it, that they take the premise and try something different with it. Like, don't make it. Yeah, right. Like, I think the the biggest problem I have with found footage, um, and we actually watched the newest Blair Witch last night. And it kind of cemented my problem with some found footage is that the point of found footage is that it's supposed to look rough. Right. Like, it's supposed to, like the original Blair Witch is is it makes you nauseous because that's what a found footage movie would actually do. Mm. Like you're watching it from their eyes. So if you want to see them running, that camera has to bounce. Now, Paranormal Activity gave you a little bit of that, but they kind of gave you stationary cameras as well. But it was kind of still low quality looking. Even the second one was kind of low quality looking. By the time you're getting into these like later movies, like – not with the paranormal activity ones so much. Like even the sixth one, while it had like some CGI and polish to it, didn't didn't look fantastic. Like the newest Blair Witch movie looked polished. It looked like it was filmed in a studio, and that immediately takes me out of it. I know there's like I know it's not real, but now I know it's definitely not real. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see a reboot because obviously it'll be done with cell phone cameras oh yeah 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 which you know what if they can do it if they can do it i'm completely fine with that like the bad ben movies are done um really low budget like that with with cell phone camera and shit like that and they're uh, fuck what's the name of the movie um it's actually it's stars and i think it might have even been directed by the guy who played josh in blair witch uh unsane Hmm. where he he plays like a stalker um, but it was all shot on an iPhone. The whole movie was shot on an iPhone. It was actually kind of an interesting movie. Interesting. Yeah, you should check it out. Like, don't, don't, don't make it your like movie for the evening, like just in case. But if you're like bored or something during the day, yeah, throw it on. Well, cool. So yeah. much like the ghost dimension wrapped up the paranormal activity franchise so why don't you wrap us up <laughs> well everybody that was our paranormal activity episode i hope you dig it i hope you liked it more than maybe you like those later movies um you know we like to keep you happy here uh so huh, well if you want to get merch from us you can get that at zazzle.com um got all kinds of stuff and you know the holidays are coming uh, <laughs> that was good right uh, yeah, Mike. If the people wanted to find you on social media, where would they go to do it? Uh, basically, just on Twitter, liking funny things, and that's at Medic Five by Five. 
And if you wanted to find me on Twitter, you would go to athomas1978. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you would go to at saw underscore how. I didn't pick that, so I apologize if you're like, why is that so stupid? It wasn't me. <laughs> um, we will catch you all next time. Mike, say goodnight to everybody. Night, everybody. Lady out. <laughs>